This episode is brought to you by Spotify. On Spotify, you can tune into all of your favorite podcasts, playlists, and party tunes literally for free. Like, I don't even have a premium account right now. (laughs) You can tune into my podcast and so many of my guests' podcasts on Spotify, and you'll never miss an episode because you can just click follow and they will let you know when there's a new episode. And if you have premium, you can download the episodes and listen literally whenever, wherever, like on the airplane when you're super bored and flying to Paris. So if you don't already have it, download the Spotify app. You can search for the Mindset Magic Manifestation Podcast. Be sure to follow me so you can get notified every week for the new episode. Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hi guys, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Mindset Magic and Manifestation Podcast. It's your girl, Michaela J, teaching you how to manifest your next level Lux life. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am sitting cozy in bed drinking what I am obsessed with right now, which is the Celsius um, energy drinks. This is not sponsored, but very open to that. Celsius hit me up because I'm obsessed with these. I'm drinking like one to two a day. It's probably a little bit excessive, but right now I'm drinking the grapefruit flavor. My absolute favorite one is orange. I've also tried the peach mango green tea, which is pretty good. And the kiwi guava was really, really good. There was one that I very much so did not like, and I think it was like an acai tea one. Yeah. Did not like that one, but the orange absolute favorite. So I'm chilling in bed, drinking my Celsius, absolutely loving those. And it has, um, no sugar, which is amazing, like 10 calories. And I get just so hyped up for my workouts on these. Like after this, I'm going to the gym. So I am just getting myself all hyped and ready. I'm so excited to give you guys this episode this week because we're talking to my friend Viola hug and she has this amazing and super fascinating concept of the vortex, like the abundance vortex. And she explains it all in the episode, but basically she's talking about how we can speed up the manifestation time. Um, and she uses money abundance as the main example by keeping in the energy, by keeping up the momentum. And she gives so many good little practical tips for you guys for upping your abundance and just abundance practices in the day to day. You guys are definitely, definitely going to love it. But before we dive into that, this episode is sponsored by the Level Up Lux Lounge. Of course, if you guys have not heard, if you're living under a rock, I launched my very own membership site and this is called the Level Up Lux Lounge. I'm obsessed with it. It's $37 to join. You're in month to month and we are having one training every single month over a level up law of the universe. So there are these things called the 12 immutable laws of the universe and they govern everything kind of like how we have the law of gravity and I'm breaking them down in a spiritual and practical way, talking about each one with a manifestation topic as well. So we're bringing it full circle. The girls loved the first training we talked about on the law of vibration and calling in your vision 
The girls are already taking massive action and one girl already manifested a Louis Vuitton wallet. Like we literally started two weeks ago. So it's so incredible. You guys get a good community. The girls are so interactive in the Facebook group, asking questions, giving each other tips and tricks. So amazing. You get Q and A sessions with me. Obviously I'm in the group interacting. It's just such a steal for only $37 a month. So I will leave the link in the show notes for you guys to get signed the heck up today and join us in the lounge. And then our manifestation mode moment. First of all, I just want to say I loved seeing some of you guys rock the monochrome outfit. I talked about that last week and some of you sent me photos and Instagram DMs saying that you just felt so like sexy and fashionable and bougie in them. So I'm just really glad you guys are taking these tips and loving these little fashion shout outs. But this week I want to talk about upping your skincare routine and really embodying this like manifestation next level vibe with your skincare. Um, a brand reached out to me and sent me some free product. They're named Sidara skincare, and I am obsessing over these products and they did not ask me to talk about this. I'm just talking about it because I genuinely love the products. I got the vitamin C serum they have and the micro needle derm roller. Okay. So first of all, the serum, it's like an anti-aging situation, which is great because I'm young and I want to keep my young skin fresh. And I love how it feels after I use the micro needle derm roller. So you only use the roller like twice a week and it really gets out like that nasty dead skin. It like helps get rid of blackheads and zits. And my face has just been glowing by using that twice a week with the serum. I'm absolutely loving it. And I'm going to do a YouTube video over my entire kind of like luxury skincare routine um, very soon. So I'm just loving that. So I want to challenge you guys to kind of up your own skincare routine. What can you add? Can you add like a rose mist? Can you add a serum? Can you add a facial oil? Do you want to jade roll your face? Like just I'll level it up a little bit and ask yourself, like, if you're a millionaire, what would your skincare routine look like? And, you know, take the steps towards it because then you're going to be glowing. You're just going to feel better and then you're going to manifest more. And we already know the end of that story. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode of Viola. You guys are going to love it. And I will see you all in the Level Up Lux Lounge. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's guest. We have been meaning to record for so long and now we're finally getting to it. I have with me Viola Hug and Viola is an intuitive coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. She's a podcaster and I've actually been on her podcast, which was such a good episode. And she's the author of You Are an Abundant Babe. And so today she's coming on to share all of her secrets around this abundance vortex, which is a concept she came up with for money manifesting. I'm so excited to learn all about it with you guys and share um, and get to all of her tips and tricks. And she's going to be teaching us all about how we can call on the cash money with this vortex so we can have all of the things. So welcome, Viola. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to have another awesome conversation with you. I know. Our recording for your podcast was so good. So I'm excited yeah. to chat again. I Same. love it. Okay. So let's dive straight into our speed dating questions. What's your horoscope sign? I am a Libra sun. Mm. And I don't know if you want to know the rest. I'm also a Libra moon and a cancer rising, which oh surprises gosh. most people. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I, I feel like the, the balance where like a lot of people know me in entrepreneurship, the balance comes from me having my um, Mars in Aries and my 10th house and like my career house. So. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I, I feel like Libra and Cancer are just such like soft signs. So that's 
Wow. Okay. I have a lot of polarity in my personality. (laughs) I love it. I mean, you can't go wrong. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a morning practice? Yeah, well, it it differs all the time because I'm not even like, I I feel like I'm such a person of freedom that it depends on where I am and what what stage I'm at in my life. And so my kind of rule of thumb is I always do it until I get bored and then I can switch it up. And sometimes it's just like taking it easy and like literally doing nothing in the morning and then slowly starting my day. And then other times it's waking up. Um, Usually what I always do though is like I wake up as my eyes are fluttering open because I know our mind's so powerful first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I run affirmations through my mind or I visualize goals that I'm manifesting, which is probably like my most staple routine Mm -hmm. because it kind of just happens by habit now. Wow. Okay. And that's first thing in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. And then meditating and journaling, anything else? Um, I don't know. Sometimes, um, just hanging out with my husband and Netflixing to be honest. Other times, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm getting up, moving my body straight away. Um, yeah. Visualize my goals, writing down my manifestations, all those types of things. Mm, Cool. Okay. So when you're journaling, do you have like a specific practice you journal on or are you just kind of like rambling in your writing? Uh, usually when I, uh, journal in the mornings, it's more like my manifestations that I'm journaling. So I have like, um, different things that I write. Like I usually start off with gratitude to kind of center myself into the space, depending on how I'm feeling. Like if I'm feeling really in my body and really good, then I'll just start there. But if I'm feeling like I'm a little bit like spacey or not quite there, then um, I'll also focus on, um, presence, which means that I basically will journal like what I see, what I hear, what I smell and all these things, especially because like my husband and I are digital nomads. So almost mm-hmm. all the time we're in like new, beautiful places. So right. I want to like really center in those memories. So I do that. And that just really helps me get grounded in, into my body. And then I'll start off either by writing like, yeah, affirmations, uh, which are centered around um, things either that I'm manifesting or just wanting to build more certainty of in myself. And then I also go into like holding space for my clients. So often I'll know my like clients goals and I'll also like hold space and write down their goals um, and like help manifest them for my clients. (laughs) Mm, I love that. Such good tips for everybody to kind of up their own journal practice. I always love to see what or hear about what people are writing about because I know for me, like I'm often doing like the same kind of journal process. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people do that, but we all do it differently. And that's like the craziest part. (laughs) Yeah. I love so good. that. Very cool. And I'm the same way. It's like with all of the travel, it's always just kind of like, okay, what am I feeling this day? I'm never, I'm never in like a grounded home. So like what is going to yeah. get my vibe up for this exact day? Yeah. Yeah. Very realistic. I love it. Okay. What's your favorite travel spot? Like the favorite place that you've ever been? Oh my gosh, this is probably one of the hardest questions for me because (laughs) I genuinely like different things about different places. Mm. Um, But like my all-time place that every time I go back there, my heart is just like, hallelujah, is California. Oh, any specific place or just all of California? All of California, but like, I mean... I've mostly spent time around um, like Southern California, like LA slash like Orange County, Laguna Beach, like that kind of area. I really, really love, Mm. Um, but it's all of it. It's like the, the trees and all the beauty and Yosemite that you get up North. And then it's, you know, the city and the vibes and the beaches um, in other places. But I also really love Budapest. Like that's another place that's really high up on my list. Yeah. I was really pleasantly surprised. I was not expecting it to love it as much as I did. 
Oh, so cool. And I also love California so much. It just has yeah. that vibe about it where you're like, wow, I just love it here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can I never leave, please? Yeah. And then Border Patrol is like, no, you have to leave the country. <laughs> no, sorry, you can't stay. <laughs> you can visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. What's the coolest thing that you've ever manifested? Oh my gosh. Again, this is a hard one. Like I've, I manifested my husband before I even knew what manifesting was, which is really oh, super cool. Cute. Yeah. I know it was just like this intuitive nudge to write down all of the things that I um, wanted in a partner because I kind of noticed this pattern that when I like was really like I had my heart set on something, I usually manifested that. Like, but I didn't call it manifesting. I was just like, this is really weird. And it was like kind of around the time that I'm like, maybe we do create our own reality, you know? Mm. So I was like, okay, I got it super specific. And I wrote down like all of these things, like plays at least one instrument, preferably more, like has had straight teeth without having braces, like all these really <laughs> random things. Um, and yeah, just a few months later, I met my husband. And when I met him, I was just like, straight away, I knew like on our second date, he asked me to be with him forever. It was just like, wha-bam. Mm. oh my god wow I love that that's That's super cool cute what a good manifestation a partner for life (laughs) yeah (laughs) amazing what's your favorite luxury splurge oh I love eating at really nice places Mm, me too that's like seriously my favorite because I'm a foodie I'm a vegan foodie and foodie yeah and just like obsessed with the feeling of having like really, really beautiful views and service, like really incredible service and being plated really beautiful things. Like I love spending money on that. Mm, I love that. It's so funny. One of my friends actually voice sounded me the other day and she was like, oh my God, I had this dream that you and I were at this really fancy restaurant, like wearing really bougie clothes and the food was so expensive. And we ordered like literally the most expensive dishes. And when they brought the food, we got up and I just, I just stood up apparently in this restaurant and was like, what are you doing? Like we're leaving. And she was like, we just ordered all this expensive food. And I was like, yeah, we just ordered it with the intention that we knew we could pay for it. We don't actually eat it. (laughs) And I like fully left the restaurant. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I know. I was like, that's probably something I would do just for the intention, the vibes of the expensive restaurant. (laughs) Uh, When we were in um, when, cause we were just in California before Hawaii, which is where I am now. Um, yeah. we ate at Nobu. Have you, mm. had, oh my gosh. It I've was never so been, but it looked so good. I remember seeing pictures of your meal. Yeah. <laughs> they like, they're like, oh, you're vegan. Like, how about we just design a menu for you? And we're like, um, oh. yes, please. Yeah, and then they like wrote, yeah. yeah, they wrote down our taste preferences. They're like, do you like spicy? Like what kind of veggies do you like? Like blah, blah, blah. And then they like, kept bringing out like meal after meal after meal. And it was just like the best experience. Mm, I love that. That is like, those are good money vibes. You know, when people are just going above and beyond to service you and like bringing you something personalized. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then like every meal, they like bring it out and they tell you like why the flavors go together and like how you're meant to eat it. And it was just like so cool. Cool. Wow. Okay. So we all need to go eat there next time. Were you in Malibu? (laughs) Yeah, that was the Malibu location, but they have locations all over the world. Mm, Okay, we all need to go. I'm going to go next time I'm in Malibu. I always, I've never been, but we'll go. Okay, what's Mm -hmm. your favorite book? Uh, Actually, well, plug my book. No, I'm joking, (laughs) but seriously, my book is awesome. But I also really love... um, 
it's like my most recommended book. It's The Big Leap by Gay oh, Hendricks. I love that book. <laughs> yeah. It's seriously like, I feel like it was the most pivotal um, book for me that I ever read, like with really understanding how to keep growing and how to like overcome that mindset of like why so many people are stuck in the same place and like why even when you have really, really good intentions, it still sometimes doesn't work for you. And when I got that, I felt like things really started to shift for me. And so, yeah, I love that book. It's so good. It's a book you can read multiple times and just like new stuff jumps out every time. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm, love it. Okay. Our last speed dating question. What is your go-to coffee or tea order at the moment? Oh, I'm a tea person. I don't drink coffee um, anymore. I was, I have an addictive personality. So when I drink <laughs> coffee, I went like all in. Me but too. right, right now it's so simple. It's literally just a green tea, but I have to say at Starbucks, I've been having their green tea, peach, like iced tea, whatever oh, it is. And it's so, so good. good. Yeah. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, give it to me. It's so good. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm the same way. I was like a hundred and fifty thousand percent in with coffee, like drinking way yeah. too much, like so many shots of espresso per day. And I just realized when I was in Bali this summer that it just made me feel like shit. And I was like, I thought it was like the food I was eating, but then I was eating so healthy. I was like, okay, coffee's got to go. So that's one of my go-tos at Starbucks too. I love it. Funny. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Let's dive into you. I want to learn about kind of about your journey into manifestation in general and your personal development journey. Like what ushered you into this lifestyle? Oh, good question. So like, I always start off with the fact that I've been like ambitious my whole life. Like, I don't remember a time when I did not have big goals, when I did not have dreams that like people just kind of like would pat me on the head for. They're just like, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) wait till you get to the real world kind of thing. And um, so I'd always had that ambition. And I mean, um, there's so much to my story, just like I'm sure there is for everyone. But um, I went through a very, very dark period as well, like um, a lot of mental health struggles. And um, it was like a lot of it due to the grief of losing my dad because he passed away when I was 16. So for about five years, I was in a really, really dark place. Um, and during that time, there was a few key things happen that wouldn't actually impact me till later in my life, but planted a seed that I think, um, was so powerful. So the first thing was when I was 18, I saw the secret Mm. and, um, when I watched that, I kind of had this deep sense of like, I freaking knew it. Like I knew we can create our life. I knew we have more power than we're like, than we're let on. And it was just like this like moment of just like, oh, finally, like someone's admitting it. Like we have all this power. But because of the phase I was in in my life, like I didn't really um, ever do anything with that. I was just like, cool. And then I just went back to my kind of like self sabotage ways. Yeah. And um, then, but that seed planted, right? And like when I said I manifested my husband without knowing what manifesting was, I believe it was because a lot of that stuff was still very much at the back of my mind, mm. you know? Um, and then a few years later, I was scrolling through YouTube. Like I think someone introduced me to TED Talks or something. And somehow I came across the Japanese water experiments. Like, you know, those ones where they put like love, um, they like put it on a bottle of water, like love and yeah. another one hate. And it like literally changes the molecules of the water, mm-hmm. the structures. And I was like so blown away by that as well. And then I got to this point where I was like in such a dark place. Um, and 
yeah, it was just like one of the darkest times of my life. And then I had this like moment where I just had this like voice like burst up inside of me. It wasn't like an external voice or anything. It was probably more like a feeling than anything else, but it was just like, you need to like get your shit together. (laughs) And because this is not your path, like this is not your path. And during this time, I mean, I was externally, like probably it looked like I was doing really well because I was studying, like I was at university doing a bachelor of science. So I mean, it wasn't that I was like super destructive everywhere in my life at this point. Like I'd already kind of got myself together a little bit, but mentally I was not doing well. And then, um, yeah, I just had this moment and then I like asked for help and I just within a couple of months completely shifted my energy and I felt like I was really coming back into myself. So during that time I was like, not really dreaming. I was kind of just like doing what I was expected of me. Like I went to university because it was expected of me and I, I, and I thought it was the only thing. And I was trying to get jobs where I had like regular income and like those kinds of things. And then suddenly when I went through this transition of just like shifting, I was like, no, actually screw this. I can do whatever. And that's when I accidentally manifested my husband. (laughs) And um, then I was like so excited about my life with him. And the more that I thought about my life with him, the more I started to realize as well, like I cannot work a job. Like he was a pilot and he, I mean, he's still a qualified pilot. He just doesn't fly as a pilot anymore because he also was realizing that that's not really the lifestyle he wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And Uh, then we're just like, okay, entrepreneurship it is. So we um, got into entrepreneurship and um, like a very, very long story short for five years, um, we basically struggled in entrepreneurship. It started off really well. So I thought I knew what I was doing, but then I, the universe was like, "Mm, we've got, you know, bigger plans for you. You need to learn some lessons here. So so it all like came crumbling down. And it was so funny because in hindsight, it's like the reason why I had success at the beginning and how I was thinking what it took to create success was all based on external things. It was like, it all had to be external. Like I needed to buy like a lady suit. So I looked super cool and I needed to like, I don't like, you know, it was all such superficial stuff. Like, I mean, I, I love materialistic things. Like it's not, not that it wasn't, was all materialistic, but it was like, everything was like, there was no depth to, to my success. And it felt really unfulfilling. Like I couldn't figure out why it didn't feel that good. Like a, it was a weird polarity of, I loved what, what I was doing ultimately. Like I loved, I was, that I was doing something to create my own life. But whenever I achieved things, they felt really empty. And yeah. And then through this phase, because for so long it didn't go well, I was um, really just doing a lot of personal development. And through that, I came across the path like very, very deeply of spirituality and manifestation and um, abundance. And I started practicing this at our like worst times financially. Like we were in over a hundred K debt, like my husband and I, we were like in such a bad space. We were earning next to nothing. And our bills were like through the roof because of like how um the bad relationship that we had with money prior and we were just like spending like crazy and you know like it was just like a we were a mess like (laughs) and I started practicing this practice of abundance of just like noticing areas that I was abundant and finding ways to feel abundant even though I felt like the poorest freaking loser in the entire universe (laughs) and then uh, eventually that feeling started to shift things inside of me. And as those things shifted inside of me, things started to shift in my external environment. And then, you know, there was a point where I asked my mom to buy me a coaching program for my birthday. And that coach suggested I started coaching business. And that's what I did then at the end of, um, in December, 2017. And that's then how I started my business, which then has been such a whirlwind. Like it's been a year and what, like eight, nine months. And it's mm-hmm. been consistent growth ever since then like my business crossed over six figures us um uh this year already and it's 
it's been incredible watching it grow. And this whole time for the past 13 months, my husband and I have been full-time traveling. It's just been like literally a dream and so amazing. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, probably a lot of holes there in the story, but that's just (laughs) it. No, I love that. It's so, and that's okay. From the very beginning of the story, it's so interesting that you kind of knew in the back of your head that like, Oh my God, somebody finally said it. Like, this is true. We get yeah. to figure reality. That's so fascinating because to me, my experience was so different. When I learned about like the idea of creating your reality, I was like, Oh, this is different and interesting and cool. But I took like a step back and I was like, Whoa, that means I created this, this and that in my life. Um, did you ever have oh, a yeah. moment like that? I was way too much of a victim to even think that back then. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, cool, we get to create a reality, but everything that's happened so far is totally not my fault. <laughs> that's how I thought. Like, I did, I did get to that point, and it was like, it was a scary moment in my life. I think it was actually when I read The Big Leap, funny enough. Oh, and I read The Big Leap, and I was just like, um, the point that got me was when they said, you always come back to your set point. Mm. And like my husband and I, we thought we were so damn cool because we like once had really good income with our, you know, whatever we are doing. And so we were just like, oh, we're like so like advanced already. And then when I read that, I was just like, oh, our set point must be really low because we keep going back to basically nothing. Mm. And then we we were just like outraged at that. We're like, oh, that's (laughs) that's ridiculous. Like, but uh, like for me, like my attitude always has been like, I would rather be proven wrong than be living to something that wasn't for my best potential, Mm. you know? And so like, as hard as that stuff is to take on board and taking self-responsibility of those things, that's literally one of the key keys to creating success in your life. Cause you have mm-hmm. to be able to look at yourself honestly and be like, look, I fucked up here or I right. could have done there or wow. Like I, yeah, I did not know, like have the emotional intelligence not to beat yourself up about it. Like I didn't know that mm-hmm. I was creating my reality back then, but what did I learn? Like, how can I utilize this now? And yeah. And then basically just from there move forward. And um, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely had that moment, but it happened a lot slower than for you. <laughs> Yeah. That's well. And it's so true. It's like all about that self-awareness. Like once we can finally hit that point where we're willing to open up to the idea that like, okay, like maybe I did fuck up here, but like I was doing the best with what I had at the time. It's like from then we can learn and move forward. So do you feel like that was kind of your turning point? Like what was your turning point in like the money story? Was it just hitting that like low? What was it? For the money story? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, it's interesting because I started to shift um, my feeling of abundance. And this is where like the concept of the abundance vortex comes in, which I'm sure we can talk about a bit more in a minute. But it was like I was literally learning how to tune into the frequency of abundance before I had it. And mm-hmm. up till that point, my feeling of success or abundance was very much de- uh, dependent on external circumstances. So it's like if I did not have the income, if I did not have the nice car, if I don't, did not have the nice stuff, then I wasn't abundant. Like that was what I thought. Right. But I needed to learn the opposite. So I needed to learn how to feel abundant even when I didn't have the external proof. Mm-hmm. And it was like so hard because it's, it's hard. Like when the banks are calling you and you can't make your payments yeah. and things suck, you know, like you're asking your mom to borrow money again and like, <laughs> like it sucks. And so it was, it was actually really, really hard, but I shifted that mindset and it was interesting because um, there was like, I think for me, there was two things. There was one, my abundance mindset, but there was also the fact that 
the way I'd been building business um, was not in a way that was like truly allowing me to express my most creative self and follow my intuition in the, in the like best possible way. Like I'm still grateful for that time, but um, mm-hmm. there was like a lot of instances where I was, so I was in network marketing at the time and there was okay. a lot of instances where I had like really creative ideas or really exciting ideas. And I'm not bagging the industry because I do believe there's incredible ways to, to build that business, totally. but the way that I'd been mentored and that I'd been shown was just a slightly different way than what I see now as the best, you know, the best that would suit me. Mm-hmm. But I would have these incredible creative ideas. And then my mentors would be like, yeah, great idea. But why don't you just follow the system? And then when you have success, then you try that idea. And it was completely like squashing down that intuitive part where now, like I know yeah. for sure, like to my core, that um, the thing that allows you to have success is when that uniqueness is expressed, yeah. like no following a system and copying what someone else is going to do is going to have you as a unique being create success. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there was two parts. There was one that I was like needing to sort out my abundance. So I was working on this abundance thing and things were getting so much better. Like we are being gifted free things. Like when we, we, cause we were in LA for three months, like around that time. And we literally were like gifted or like accommodation the whole time. Like we never had oh to pay God. for accommodation. Amazing. Like people were like either stay with us. Like this guy we met at a random like vegan event was like, Oh, like um, I have a, uh, an apartment right on the beach on Laguna beach. Like you can stay there for free if you want. What? Like, and he's like, I'm going to be in Australia. So you can just stay there. And we're like, we're manifesting all these incredible things. And like the whole time we were so happy. So it was like our whole like attitude had already shifted. Like I felt so much more abundant in my life because of all these incredible things, but I wasn't making more money necessarily. Yeah. You know, like I was making enough to get by well, barely, but you know, and, but it was like, um, financially it hadn't changed. The minute that that changed is when I had that coach say to me, well, why don't you try this? And it was like the first time I had a coach outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. And it was again, like that liberating feeling. I was just like, Oh, thank God. Someone's like, yes, follow these creative ideas. And so I decided to do that. And then when I was fully in alignment, I think with what I was meant to be doing and following those creative ideas and following my intuition, like really, truly, like not, not filtering it. That's when also the money started to come from my business. Mm, I love that. And I love how you talk about like how we base like success and abundance on all the physical things. And that's where like everybody gets stuck because they're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm obviously abundant when I have the car and when I have Louis Vuitton, but it's like, that's so backwards. So how did you kind of shift that to make it like the internal frequency part of it? Yeah. So, um, the, it was like, one, just making that decision. Like you have to make the mental decision that you're going to look for ways that you're abundant because the truth is, is that abundance is a frequency that lives in all of us. Like we have access to the level of abundance all the time. Like one of the quotes that's hit me the deepest in my life, like around this topic is that we don't create abundance. We are abundance. We create limitations. Mm, So good. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, oh damn. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. So, so what now? So for me, it started off with the smallest thing. So it started off, okay, well, how can I feel abundant and, um, abundance for me at the time, like, um, I was still calling in financial abundance through like gifts and, you know, free things and all the things, right. but it was like starting to learn of how could I actually feel that? So I would like set little, like, uh, tests with the universe, not like, like tests, but like, I would be like, I really want to manifest like seeing, um, a triple number, or I want to manifest seeing, um, 
a blue dragonfly or I want to manifest, you know, like I'd ask for things like that. And when I saw them, I took them as a sign that the universe was encouraging me. I was on the right path. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw it, I would feel so incredibly like I would get this like absolute feeling of gratitude. And I think that's really the core of what abundance really is as well as like this feeling of gratitude. Um, but not only just gratitude for what you have in the moment, like gratitude of knowing that you'll always be provided for. And I had to let these very little things in my life be the reason that I believed that. Because if I only waited for big things to prove to me that I was abundant, like having more income or whatever, then I would have never been able to find that feeling. Right. And you just be waiting for so much longer. Yeah. And it's such a waste because I feel like, um, you know, like that was at the time up to that point in my life, I'd never felt more abundant once I started to tune into this feeling. And it was like, suddenly, like I was still in the same position financially. I still wasn't really earning that much money mm-hmm. but because of my attitude had changed so much. I felt so much happier. I felt so much better. And because of that, I was also manifesting better opportunities. Right. You know, like the only thing the universe was waiting for me to do is really step into what I was meant to be doing. Um, and that was the final piece for me, but mm-hmm. it was like everywhere else in my life. I was so incredibly supported. Like, um, like I was saying just shortly before in 2017, before I started my coaching business, when we were traveling through the States, like we, um, also manifested a free camper van for a week. And so we were doing a little road trip in that with all petrol and like gas paid for. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were driving along in that a water bottle bottle fell over onto my laptop and completely fried the laptop, which that was like my one thing that I had to like do my work oh. on. And I had this moment and I was just like, no, everything happens for me. Like I'd already been building this belief. And I said, yeah. I said, I can't get angry about this because it's already done. Like I literally turned it on and it was like, (laughs) like you literally fried. (laughs) Yeah, it was completely fried. And so I just put it down and I said, okay, well, what good things will come of this? Like lo and behold, within a week, um, we like are staying with a friend who's like working on a new project. He needs someone to do some creative work and I'm pretty good with that kind of stuff. So I offered to help and he asked me if I could do it like over overnight. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have like a laptop. Like would I be able to borrow one? And he was like, oh, well, we're actually updating my friend's laptop here. You can have this new laptop. And it was like the better upgraded version of my MacBook Pro that I had. Mm, (laughs) And I was like, this is amazing. And so he gifted (laughs) it to me for payment, you know, and it was within a week I manifested a new better one. My one was so old and crappy, like it probably would have died anytime anyway. Yeah. And that just goes to show like how quickly things can happen when you don't go into victim mode and you just go okay, this is happening for a reason. I'm open to seeing what that reason is. And that's such a powerful practice. I know. And then the funniest thing about that was then, because that was like a 2013 or whatever MacBook Pro, but it was like a, an upgraded edition of it. Yeah. And then after we got back to New Zealand, my husband spills a cup of coffee on that one. Oh my God. I know while we're at my mom's house and then we're like, Oh, well, like what's this for? And then we're kind of just thinking to ourselves, like, are we learning a lesson that we need to be like more careful with liquids here? Or is this really (laughs) happening? Like for like a better reason. And then we were able to claim it under my mom's contents insurance because we were staying with her. Mm. And then they upgraded us to, they're like, oh, well, that version's no longer available, but we'll upgrade you to the newest one with the touch bar and everything, like the newest Mac Pro. So we even got like the most newest one, which is the one I'm using right now. So. Oh my God. Yeah, that's (laughs) nuts. (laughs) 
I love that. So let's talk about this vortex situation you have going on because clearly yeah. it's working and I just want to know all the details. What is it? What gets us inside of this vortex? How does it work? Just spill all the details. Okay. So the abundance vortex is, to me, it's like a concept of being able to speed up your manifestations. And um, the, like what I, the core of it is really understanding that abundance is within us. And we really just have to learn how to tap into it rather than um, try and create abundance in our external experience. And so if you want to picture visually in your head, there's like two kind of um, two kind of visuals. Like I often talk about the abundance river, which is literally what I imagine is like running through our veins. So <laughs> I always say the abundance river, you can imagine like, like any river in the world, like you can imagine in your head, like going up to a river that's like, um, like made of blue and purple sparkles. And it's like surrounded by trees or it's in a desert or it's on the moon, like wherever you imagine it, whatever the water looks like, it's like up to you. But, um, so many of us, we treat abundance as like, we have to go there and we have to fill our bucket with abundance and then we have to drag it back and use it up and then go get more. But mm -hmm. the truth is, is that when we zoom out, we start to see that that abundance actually flows within us. Like all we have to do is realize it's there and we can utilize it. And so like that realization of like understanding this, that abundance is actually in, in, we are abundance, like that quote, right? Like we are abundance. All we do right. is we create the limitations for ourselves. So we like, we literally say to ourselves, oh, I can't access it. And it's like, oh, it's already inside of you. Like, of course you can. <laughs> um, and then the vortex concept is like, uh, like if you imagine like an upward spiral where the bottom loop is the biggest and then it kind of like gets smaller and smaller and smaller as it goes up. Um, when we're in a space where we're, um, you know, uh, maybe not in, well, let's say we're just starting off with our manifestations and we still have a lot of limitations and we still have all this stuff. Like our soul is always, always, always protecting us, which means like, I truly believe like we don't actually manifest anything into our life. Um, that's a negative thing unless that thing is supposed to teach us something that we're not learning otherwise. Yeah. So it's like our soul is like, I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. So it kind of puts a filter on your, um, on your energy output. So every time you're thinking a thought or you're saying something, um, energy is kind of, um, moving outside of you and creating like a, a manifestation on the quantum realm, right? Like it's mm. bouncing the energy out and it's bringing it back. However, when it's a negative thing, when it's a bad thing, our soul actually is like, no, I don't want you to manifest that. I'm going to filter that. Now, mm -hmm. if you're not learning the lesson, you keep thinking these negative things and you're stuck in this rut <laughs> and your soul is like, oh my gosh, when are you going to learn? Then it might like open that up and be like, okay, this is going to be a good lesson for you to learn. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So it's like, I feel like that's important to remember as well. Like we don't really manifest anything mm -hmm. unless it's either the thing or the thing to wake us up to the thing. Yeah. Right. That's, that's it. And so when we're in this space where we might not be as conscious of our manifestations, as conscious of our thoughts, as conscious of everything, like there's maybe a bigger filter on our um, manifestation capacity. So what happens is that we send out a manifestation, like we're in a space where like, yes, I want to manifest this really good thing. And it has to go around this bottom loop of this abundance vortex. And it's the biggest loop, right? It takes the longest to work its way around because it makes sure that you really want it and make sure that you really like stay in the vibe. And then if you do, then it bounces back and it comes back to you. 
but if you like do that and it's just like easily happens and you're like watching your energy and you're, you know, staying in this abundant space, then it like loops around and it's like, cool, that worked. Let's upgrade you a level. And then you move up a level and then the loop's a little bit smaller and then it's a little bit smaller and then it's a little bit smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's like the longer we stay in the space and the state of abundance, actually the easier things become to manifest where eventually it's just like you're not even necessarily even having to consciously think about it just who you are manifests the things that you desire like you just walk around life like we just walk in stores and they give us discounts we like right you know like we I don't know it's just like crazy the kinds of things that happen in our life so I mean that's kind of like a visual of that um and so the this concept of the abundance vortex is understanding that the more that we actually allow ourselves to to live in a state of abundance the longer that we're in that space the quicker things will happen the quicker things will manifest and also the bigger things we can manifest way easier right mm-hmm. because then also our belief go, gets stronger i mean it's like a mix of like understanding manifestation and quantum phys- physics and everything but also right. understanding literally just like psychology mm-hmm. um and then stay like getting into that abundance vortex and staying in that abundance vortex I feel like is like a series of things like I actually have a series on my podcast about this like the abundance vortex series where I have like yeah seven like it's seven mini episodes like seven different steps but it like comes back to like um a lot of the stuff we've been talking about it's like centering yourself into gratitude even when you feel like there's not a lot to be grateful for like I could have very easily been like what am I to be grateful for like I'm staring at my phone while the bank's calling me while my mom's like you gotta pay rent (laughs) and I'm like I need to eat but I have like no dollars in my account like you know like it would have been so easy for me to be a victim to that circumstance and just be like I have nothing to be grateful for but instead I'm like, you know, I'm grateful. I have a phone. (laughs) I'm grateful. You know, I have this, I'm, and just centering yourself in that space of gratitude because that centers you in the moment that kind of like anchors you into abundance. Like that famous quote, like gratitude is the open door to abundance is so true because it reminds you, Hey, you're actually, you are actually already have things to be grateful for. You actually already have abundance in your life. Yeah. I love that. And it's so fascinating. And the visual makes so much sense. And it's so true. It's like the first time you're manifesting something, you really, well, the first time you're intentionally manifesting something, you really have to get over that like first hump where you're like, okay, like it feels like the hardest one almost because you've never done it before. And so that makes so much sense about how it gets easier and faster. You know, the more you're or higher up, I guess you're in the vortex. So yeah. What like rituals or tips would you have for the listeners who want to get more out of the vortex, who want to make it happen a little bit faster? What can they do um, other than like the gratitude practice? So one of my favorite things is like, um, like actually, so I don't know, it's like kind of like telling how you're doing already in the abundance realm and also making more aware of where you're already receiving abundance. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to actually like recognize where in your life you're actually already tapping into that abundance vortex. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, there's so many other cool things I could talk about with this, but this one particularly is really fun. So it's like you create a note on your phone, excuse me, and you um, call it your abundance list, abundance tracking. Mm. And, um, and so you can use it one of two ways. Um, so you can use it where you write down, um, all of the additional abundance that you get or just all of it. So let's say with money, for example, right. The abundance of money, um, like I would use it and I would write down every single time that I like would, um, 
go to the store and like, let's say I'm buying bread and bread's on sale. I write down how much it's on sale by, let's say 39 cents. And I write down 39 cents in my abundance tracking. And then I go to book an Airbnb and they're giving you a 20% off discount for booking whatever many days. I write down that amount in my abundance tracking. Then you go to Starbucks and they give you a free drink. You write down that a number in your abundance tracking. And it's like every single time that you receive any sort of abundance and you really start looking out for it, you write it down. And I think the coolest thing about this list is that, that especially if you're in a space where you're trying to increase your income, this is a way that you can actually like, um, increase your capacity for wealth, um, as well, because what you do then at the end of the month or the week or whenever is you can actually add it all up and be like, Oh my gosh. So like in my actual earnings, I made this much, like, you know, in your income from your job or your business or whatever you do, then you can write down, like you made that much, but with your added abundance savings, like abundance tracking, you actually made this much. Like this is how much money you really called into your life. This is how much abundance and wealth you called into your life. Mm. So it kind of shows you as well, like where you're already like um, receiving more abundance. And it's so true. Like what you pay attention to expands, like where our energy yeah. goes, expansion goes. So that's one of the things that I love because the more you pay attention to it, suddenly the more abundance is going to come to you to track and I know there's also an app, which I mean, I've used on and off, but for some reason, I just like doing it in my notes. I don't know if I'm like old or what, but um, <laughs> there's also an app uh, called Lucky Bitch where it's I like, you can, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, you can do it on there as well. Like I know that you can like set things if you've got like, you know, it, it gives you the option if you like either got it from income or from free gifts or yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And I think that one's really, really fun to use for this exercise. Mm, I love that so much and such a good idea. And it's so funny because I have that app, but I just use it for tracking my income and not tracking like the extra abundance. Like when I yeah. don't get charged for coconut milk at Starbucks, you know, like little exactly. things like that. So that's such a good way to notice it. And it's like so many people will be like, oh, well, I'm manifesting all these discounts, but I haven't manifested like cold, hard cash. And it's like, well, technically when you're getting those discounts, you are manifesting the cash. And yeah. So that's just such a good way to watch it yeah. all and make you feel so good about it. Exactly. Like, especially like when you're going to like grocery stores or whatever, and um, then you see like the total that you save at the end, cause you know, they always have savings on stuff. Right. Um, and it's like, you realize you're going to buy all that stuff anyway. And so it's like, it would have cost you that much more. And now you basically just manifested that um, amount of money. And yeah, it's, it is so important to look at it. And that was for me, like the first thing that I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually like manifesting like this much money per month, um, according mm -hmm. to, um, you know, my abundance tracking. And it made me feel so much better because, you know, when I was talking about the set point of our income before, yeah. it was like, I felt so shitty for such a long time about my income. But then when I started seeing that, I'm like, actually, I'm like vibing pretty high right now. And it almost <laughs> gave me permission to like step into that level of like, I actually have the capability and the capacity to have this much come into my life. Mm -hmm. And now my kind of energy and my focus is how can I um, manifest like this amount from my business or from, you know, other cold hard cash sources mm. and, um, and still, I mean, increase my abundance tracking for sure. But how right. can I now like, you know, step into that more with more ownership and yeah, it's amazing. I love that. And that actually goes perfectly into my next question because of this idea of like that step point is like what I often call is like our energetic minimum. So I would love to hear kind yeah. of your advice for how people can start to up their energetic minimums. Mm, yeah. So I think like all of these things that we talked about are such perfect ways to up your energetic minimums. Yeah. 
because they're all ways that you will actually start to either like your energy is going to get so like high vibe from doing this that you're just naturally going to be manifesting more stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then secondly, also like when it comes to like increasing our minimums, I think there's a big difference between like making more than our minimum and actually keeping more than our minimum. Mm. You know, like when we have like set points, for example, like, I don't know if you notice this, but like often in our bank account, like it will like set point back to a specific amount of money. Yeah. Like that will be like the average amount you see in your account. Right. And like for me, when I first started traveling, because like we were only really just making enough to pay for our travel when we first started traveling last year, um, it was kind of like, I would set these standards and I'd be like, okay, that's it from now on, like 5,000 is the minimum that's in my account. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing it was like 10,000 is the minimum. And I would like, I would actually like write a declaration down and be like, okay, universe, $10,000 is now the minimum amount in my, and that I see in my PayPal, mm-hmm. you know, like I'd write that down. And, um, it'd be like this big, like this big declaration, which I think really, really helps. Um, and then also from that space, it's like actually really stepping into that. You can do um, expansion techniques. Like I know Abraham Hicks, um, like mm-hmm. Esther and Jerry Hicks talks about a really cool exercise that you can do. And it's a journaling prompt for 30 days where you start off the first day with a thousand dollars and every day it increases by a thousand dollars. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. And you actually write down like, okay, today you get a thousand dollars. How would you spend it? And you write down every way that you spend it. I've had people ask me before, like, oh, does that mean like, so the next day when you get $2,000, does that like, do you already include what you pay spent the day before? You know, does it count? do you pay your debt? Like whatever it's up to you. Like if you feel fresh, like every day's a fresh slate and you just get $2,000 and you disregard the day before. Great. But mm-hmm. if you feel like you want to include what you'd already paid for the day before, great as well. Like the whole purpose of this is to start to get more intentional with how you would handle more money. What would yeah. you actually do with it? Like, what is your feeling about a get? And for a lot of people at one point, like as they're doing that, it will start to feel super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, then that's when you know, that's kind of like a mark in your head where you've decided, Oh, that's like a maximum for me. Cause we have also maximums we set for ourselves. Yeah. Right. And it's funny. Cause we, we, I think we have multiple maximums. Usually our maximums are around what our parents earn um, oh. or like the, the biggest, um, like kind of like role models we had in our life, like yeah. around the money that they earned is usually a maximum for people. So busting through that is a really big one. Um, and then uh, people have different ones as well. Like, you know, sometimes it's the, the most that they know anyone earns or whatever, mm-hmm. like those kinds of things. So, I mean, it's just interesting to witness because then you really know where you've got to do work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's like the most important part. It's like doing things that show you where you need to clean up the limiting beliefs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, I, I think it as well as like the emotional intelligence then to know that if you're starting to, to freak out or you make more money and your first thought is, Oh, I'm going to blow it all. Then it's like, no, that's not being intentional with your money. You know, like right. how can you create more intention uh, um, with your money? How can you um, respect your money more? Like if you were like already your most wealthy version of yourself, like how would you treat your money? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you need to read like money books or whatever to like learn more about how wealthy people treat their money, then that's good too. Because I think like part of the reason why most of us like go back down to our minimum is because um, we are so used to spending at our minimum and that type of behavior and habit is what me like creates that minimum in the first place versus when we start changing the way we look at money and we start changing the way we utilize money, the way that we track money, the way that we respect money, mm-hmm. it actually changes the, our capacity for what we can hold. 
Yeah. And I love that you talked about that with like the minimum of our bank account, because this is a conversation I've been having with some of my friends lately who are also business owners is like, we'll say that we want to up like the minimum in our bank account, or we'll say we want to like, you know, have 10,000 in our account for like a trip or something. But a lot of me and my friends have been talking about how we're like, we struggle with sticking to that. So how do you kind of stick to that? I know you said you do like a whole like declaration, but what (laughs) really keeps you accountable to following through? Um, well, for me, a big part of it as well is like, I also always, um, like, I mean, one is like, you always have to be open to all avenues, right? So it's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that it has to, um, uh, come from one way, but I also really like to kind of like set myself a goal that it comes from a particular way. So when I say that, I have a $10,000 minimum in my account, for example, I don't want that to be at the sacrifice of me not being able to spend money. Mm. You know, like I'm just like saying that now I earn more and I manifest more, which means that even though like I'm still enjoying my standard of life now, the minimum just automatically is $10,000 in my account. Mm. Um, and speaking of the word saving, I also like to use different words. Like in my, um, like bank account, my quote unquote savings account is called my wealth stacking account which feels so much more fun I love that (laughs) yeah um and so it's like um one like the sticking to it if you are like let's say stacking your money for a trip Mm -hmm. it's um it's really just using that um that understanding of that we are does like right now who we are and the amount of money we have and everything is based on who we are Mm -hmm. so if we have particular habits and we don't want to stick to that. And we don't want to stick to the amount of money that we're saving and putting away. Um, really what's happening is we're being shown the part of ourselves that is out of alignment with having that be an easy thing in our life to save $10,000, for example. Right. So it's actually a mirror back to ourselves and we can ask ourselves how we can shift that. But then also depending on your personality, you might have a more free spirit. Like usually you find one of two people like you either they're like over savers and they're super like frivolous in their spending or you have people that are like overspenders and they're super like like can't save mm-hmm. and so when you're when you're someone who really really like resists saving money like my recommendation is to set up like two accounts mm-hmm. and have one be your spending account and one be your saving account because or your stacking account sounds so much yeah. better. Um, <laughs> because in that way, it's like your goal with one of the accounts is like, that's the money that you have to spend every month. And the other one's the money that you get to keep every month. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and that like kind of allows that free spirit to be like, oh my gosh, I have like all this money in my must spend account. Like, what can I do? <laughs> oh, I'll go on a shopping trip or I'll do this or I'll do that. You know, and it kind of just gives a little bit more freedom. And you can decide what percentages you want to put in that. Like, it doesn't need to be a lot. When I was starting off, I was doing like, okay, like $1 for me, $1, (laughs) like it was just like so little, but, um, yeah, that can shift as well as you go. But it's like everything, like our reactions to our situations is always a mirror to like who we've been that's kept us the way we've been. So it's up to us to decide how can we shift that? How can we choose a different action? How can we choose a different belief in this scenario or also a different way to get the same out of you know if we want oh okay well what feeling are we chasing um what feeling are we chasing and how can we like um get that from something else in our life yeah I love that and it's just so interesting we're talking about all of this because me and my friend were just talking about that the other day and like saying that like okay well 
we can make big investments and then like manifest all the money back, or we can like wait up until the trip and then manifest way more money. But then we have like other friends who are really good at manifesting all of it and saving it up front. So I think it just comes back to like knowing which person you are and knowing it's not like good or bad, just knowing your strengths, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Interesting. Okay. Well, I love that. All right. And then my last question that I ask everybody on the podcast is what is your number one tip for manifestation? Oh, so my number one tip for manifestation would be, (laughs) okay, let me, let me tune into this. Um, I think honestly, it's that um, when we are manifesting, there's like, it's either we're going to manifest what we want, or we're going to manifest what we need to get there. Mm. And I think this is the most important thing to remember when we are manifesting, because life really is happening for us. And when we have desires, they're meant for us. Like we don't desire things for no good reason. Like what kind of weird setup would that be? (laughs) (laughs) To desire things that have no place in our life, you know, like Mm -hmm. we we desire things because there's a part of us, there's our soul whispering in our ear, like you could have this, this could be you. Yeah. It's showing us our potential. So that's where the desire even comes from. That feeling of desire is like this inner knowing that a part of us actually already has that possibility and that capability. And so when we're manifesting, um, you know, sometimes what happens is we're like, I want to manifest more money. And then all of a sudden, like the car tire blows on your car mm-hmm. or um, you're wanting to manifest more money, but then the amount of money doesn't come when you expected it or whatever it is, right? Like a lot of people, when that happens is they get this like disheartened feeling. They're like, oh damn, I'm not doing it right. I must not be aligned, blah, 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 blah. And they get into this space where they actually start to create this repelling energy. And that's like actually how you step out of the vortex is like when you um, give your ownership away of your, your manifestation uh, capability. So you step out of the abundance vortex and then everything feels like, oh, this sucks. It wasn't meant for me, like blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, is that um, those things come up because they're either showing us something, they're teaching us something, they're whatever. Just like that example with the water falling on my laptop, like mm-hmm. if I would have like been totally distraught about that, if I would have been like, oh, well, I guess we have to cancel the whole trip because blah, 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 blah. Like then I probably would have canceled my trip, gone home with a broken laptop and that would have been it. Yeah. Versus when I was like, okay, this is happening for me. I asked to be supported this entire trip. I asked to have abundance flow to me this trip. This can't be happening in, in opposition to that because we always get what we manifest. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm ready for what's the next level. And then we, you know, manifest this new laptop. We, through that, we meet people who um, invite us to stay with them next. Through that, we meet the person who let us stay at their apartment in Laguna Beach. Like it was all like, a series of events and I got what I asked for which was to be supported the entire trip yeah oh so good I love it I loved all of this so many things all the money vibes thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this stuff um pimp yourself out where can people find you tell them about your book your podcast all the things Yay. Yeah. It's been so much fun having this chat with you again. And thank you everyone who's listening. I would love to hang out with you and meet you and hear your thoughts on this episode. I'm not just saying that. Like I genuinely love when people reach out to me, I respond to messages. <laughs> yes. Um, and so probably like my, my most favorite hangout is Instagram, which is just at Viola hug. 
And I'm also at Viola Hug on Facebook. You can add me. Um, and my brand is called Abundant Babes. So I also have a Facebook group called Abundant Babes, a home for the visionary, a podcast called Abundant Babes, a podcast for the visionary. <laughs> and my book, You Are an Abundant Babe, which is on Amazon. And then, oh yeah, and then my website, which is probably a hub for all of it, which is violahug.com. <laughs> Amazing. We will have all of that linked in the show notes. So you guys can just hop over there and click through and stalk Viola. Thank you so much for coming on and spilling all the juicy goodness about the abundance vortex. I can't wait to start tracking my abundance and my notes. I oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear about it. Oh, it's going to be so good. Watch, I'm going to like manifest like 10 grand this week just from doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the mindset, magic, and manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes for notes, details, and more information. Check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.